Well, folks, we are gearing up for a trip across the pond. We have a very, very important matchup coming up in London against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, we're going to have a special guest to talk about that matchup and, of course, all things Titans. So buckle up. We got a great show for you tonight. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans. He is the baddest man in the NFL. And he just took her to the house. The Sickest Tennessee Titans Podcast. Sick! It's going to be sick. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another edition of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. I'm joined with the one and only Jared Foot. Jared, how you doing tonight? Pretty good. Can't complain. Thank it's been a long week. Uh, you know, the Titans play on Sunday, so hopefully that's not going to be depressing, just like my week is right now. But you know, and obviously the other guy over here—I mean, over here—is not here because he is watching Game Four in Philadelphia, Phillies versus Braves. So, Vin, shout out you. Hope you're having a blast while me and Sal hold it down for you tonight. Absolutely. Um, Vin is the lucky one that still has a team to watch right now. Uh, yeah, for of us too. Uh, so good, good for him. But yeah, we got a great, great show for you tonight. Let's not waste any time. As always, when we have a rival on the horizon, we bring in a representative for that rival. So let's not waste any time. Sammy, start me up again. All right. This week, because we are facing the Baltimore Ravens, we have a wonderful guest to represent them, Miss Melissa Kim. She is with 105.7 The Fan, uh, covering the Baltimore Ravens. Melissa, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. First of all, thanks so much for taking the time out uh, to talk with us. Of course, uh, both teams uh, following a very tough loss on the road. Um, of course, Baltimore lost in Pittsburgh, and the Titans uh, dropped one in Indianapolis. Melissa, my first question to you is, um, you know, since this is a Titans podcast, why don't you just indulge us on what Baltimore is struggling at right now so that maybe some, us Titan fans can have a little hope that maybe our season can, can head in the right direction over in London. Well, the big look, this was a devastating loss for the team, obviously it being the Steelers-Ravens rivalry, but also in the fashion that they lost, right? They had to leave for pretty much the entire game until the fourth quarter, which is a theme that has been around this team for the last few seasons, you know, not being able to finish, especially when the offense is on the field. So there's been a lot of frustration, I think, obviously in terms of, you could tell that that guys are frustrated on the team too. Um, the big thing, dropped passes. That was the major key for the Ravens wide receivers this past week. And tight ends, Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman dropped one in the end zone. He was visibly frustrated with himself on that. That would have been a touchdown. And so just some of those mistakes, uncharacteristic mistakes, Mistakes that all seem to happen for everybody at the same time in the last game. That was really devastating for this team. Um, and on top of that, ball security, that's been a topic of conversation that unfortunately has been brought up. Obviously, Coach Harbaugh saying that they're addressing it. It's fundamental football, obviously, being able to hold onto the ball, not fumble it. Um, the numbers kind of show that for the Ravens in what uh, in terms of what they had trouble with. But on the bright side, their defense has been balling out. You cannot, I cannot complain at all about how the defense is playing. But um, certainly a lot of eyes on Lamar Jackson, who did play well. This one's not on Lamar. I want to 
people to make sure that they know that um, Lamar was, I think, one of the highest graded quarterbacks this past week um, in week five. But yeah, the guys on the other side of the ball, they, they know that, though. You know what I mean? I mean, they've heard it a million times over by this point. So that is certainly a major theme right now on the Ravens. So talking about the defense, you have a great back end in, in uh, Hamilton and Stone. I think they're rated one of the top five uh, pairs of safeties in the league right now. And you have great uh, inside linebackers in Raycon Smith and Patrick Queen. We know how you guys are going to stop us. But now if the Titans wanted to win this game, how can they attack your your really good defense in, in the Baltimore Ravens? Because I think you guys are fourth best. I think you correct me wrong, fourth best or eighth best in the red zone defense efficiency. So, And we struggle. We're 29th in the league in the, in red zone efficiency. So we really can't get the ball in the end zone. So how how can the Titans actually try to put the ball in the end zone for, against the Ravens this week? Well, not to give it anyway, give away any secrets or anything, <laughs> but obviously. But, like, you know, the middle of the field is pretty stacked there. I think that if there were any yeah. points to pick apart, you know, Edge rushing, they've had some, I don't want to say inconsistencies, but they're two main guys that were going to be the starters, Odape Owe and David Ojaba, both out with injuries right now, not going to play in this particular game. Obviously, Jadavian Clowney um, got picked up as one of the veteran guys before the season started. And so he's been around. He's been a great veteran leader, veteran presence for sure, getting some pressure on um, opposing quarterbacks. But that's an area where they've had to pick up some other guys. Kyle Van Noy, a guy they picked up a couple weeks ago. So there are definitely some injury-ridden pieces that they have been dealing with for sure. So I think that those positions maybe where the guys there have, you know, they've been great in terms of picking up this playbook right away. But um, if there was anything, any, I don't know if I would even make a single complaint about this defense ever, um, but that would probably be one spot I would keep my eye out for. Yeah, Melissa, uh, one of the one of the few complaints I've heard from some of the Raven fans throughout the season so far is that it appears that, um, you know, as good as Lamar has been playing, it appears that you guys are having, like us, a lot of time, a lot of difficulty finishing drives. Like you'll get to the opponent's side of the field, do some damage on that end. But when it was time to get into pay dirt, they seem to be having issues doing that, at least in their in their few losses they've had this year. What would you attest that to? I know you mentioned earlier drops have been an issue, uh, but would you say the temperature in the room is, you know, uh, is there any displeasure with the play calling or anything like that? Or do you equate a lot of their struggle struggles coming from the drops? You know, what's funny is coming into last week, the Ravens were the best red zone offense in the league, which last year they were dead last. So obviously there was a turnaround um, at, at least in some of the early games this season. Um, new offensive coordinator Todd Monk, and obviously his touch is being slowly integrated into this team. And, um, you know, I think they're still trying to find their identity. I think that's kind of what one of the biggest things is. And, you know, they're looking for someone to perhaps step, be the Roquan Smith of the offense, so to speak, right? We know that Roquan is absolutely the leader of the defense, the vocal leader, the guy that, the hype guy, the one that's going to, you know, communicate. Obviously he wears the green dot. But um, in terms of the offense, not sure if we've, I think we're still trying to figure out who that guy is. Obviously, even with going to find out this week. Yeah, even with Todd Munkin's offense, you know the big thing about that though is I don't think that any realistically speak, if you're a realistic human being, you're not going to expect them to come out week one swinging looking like you know Tom Brady or something like that, right? But in terms of what they're slowly integrating, I mean, they're still keeping some parts of the offense from Greg Roman that obviously works. I mean, at the end of the day, Lamar is going to be the best guy to run the ball, no matter what, you know, if there's an RPO, like he's probably going to run the ball, you know, nine times out of 10, but you know, he, I know that he is trying to be the guy that stays in the pocket a little bit more, wants to really prove that he can be that true dual 
threat quarterback. So I think that, sorry, I forgot the original question now, <laughs> but um, in terms of, uh, oh, red zone. Yeah. Finishing drives. So, um, you know, I think that just the execution at the end of the day sometimes hasn't always materialized for them um, in that, but we have seen this season that they have been successful at that up until last week. Yeah, that's definitely not our problem. I mean, that is definitely our problem because we can't get the ball in the end zone at all. But I've seen a, a tweet from you that the Ravens are coming into this game, uh, one of the healthiest reports, injury reports you've seen in a long time. Odell, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Stone is the only one. I think it was limited today for you. So you guys look like you're a full go. Um, for offensively, um, I think you guys are going to attack the hell out of us, uh, especially with Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham. Um, our cornerbacks have been struggling all year, especially with our safeties. Um, so if you attack Christian Fulton, like I said, uh, we're in purgatory as Titan fans, so I think Zay Flowers or um, Odell Beckham is going to really have a good game for you guys to actually beat us in London. And I do – I'm going to show you my predictions later on when we let you go, but I do see you guys beating us. And we're going to be in the in the, um, in the the realm of trying to pick a quarterback from the, for our future right now because Ryan Tannehill, he has not been good for us. So what's your take on Ryan Tannehill and, and this team, and how do you think that uh, from your perspective on the outside, being on the outside – how do you think this team um, tries to, you know, win this game in London with Ryan Tannehill at the quarterback? I was actually asked this question earlier today. Um, my look, Derek Henry, I actually watched him play. Um, I covered the SEC for a little bit, so I've seen him play in college. And, you know, I know that he's had his situations and yeah. whatnot as well. But I would say that, you know, I, he might be the best. He might be the best guy on offense, you know what I mean, for the Titans in terms of being able to run the ball, being able to at least material, like, you know, start with a run game, get some things going first before, you know, they try to pass the ball or anything like that. I think, you know, last week when they were, uh, when the Ravens were playing the Steelers, they had their eye on a, another Alabama, uh, another Alabama guy, Najee Harris, and he was able to do some damage there, especially in the second half. So um, in terms of the run game, like if I were the Titans, that's what I would be looking at. I would be looking at Derrick Henry. Yeah. Melissa, let me ask you a question. Obviously, you know, it's, it's been tough for Baltimore dealing with the, the loss of Dobbins. Obviously, he was a major part of that offense, considering how much they run the ball and how well they run the ball. Um, what's your, you know, how, how do you think they've done as far as their, their backup running backs and how they've been able to progress the running game since losing him? Um, I think they fare pretty well. I think a lot better. I mean, you know, you can't put a price on J.K. Dobbins, of course, and like what he brings to the table. But Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, those guys I think have picked up the slack quite well. Justice Hill, um, you know, being able to get into the red zone, score touchdowns. Gus Bus is literally like, I mean, he's called Gus Bus for a reason. He stays lower down. Big guy. He's definitely a great guy on third and short um able to pick up those last few yards and you know again Lamar Lamar no one can run the ball like Lamar like literally juking his way in and out of guys um and then they have a couple guys that they've elevated from the practice squad or brought to London as well Kenyon Drake um, from Alabama who's kind of hopped around he was on the team last year and he told me actually when he first got here that the playbook is still pretty similar you know what I mean in terms of what it was last year for him at least and then Melvin Gordon um, who had a great game against Pittsburgh um, despite the loss. But um, he's been able to make some plays happen too. And he's someone that I've spoken extensively with um, in one-on-ones in the locker room. And he's told me like, look, I know I've been in the waiting room and I know that my time will come. And when that time comes, he's like, I'm going to show people that, you know, I belong here and what I can do. And I think he's certainly done that, especially um, in this last game against the Steelers. All right, Melissa, I don't know if you're allowed to do predictions. Um, I can. But, okay. All right. So the Titans right now under Mike Vrabel versus the um, uh, Falcons, not the Falcons, the Ravens are 2-2. Two and two. We're averaging 17 points against you guys. It's been tight the last couple meetings. Oh, yeah. um, 
Yeah, what what do you see how this matchup really ends up in London? Look, I know both both teams are coming off of losses, right? And I think nothing really fuels a hungry team like coming off of a loss. I don't know. The, I can't measure, obviously, how devastating the loss was for the Titans. But at least in Baltimore, that was probably, you know, a lot of fans were saying arguably one of the worst in recent memory. Obviously, A, because it was, was against the Steelers. B, because they had the lead until late in the fourth quarter. And C, just the manner in which they lost. Um, and so... I do think that they're going to come out pretty fired up, pretty hungry. Um, they literally got on the plane to London the morning after they got back from Pittsburgh, like <laughs> Sunday night, they're back in Pittsburgh, Monday morning, they're on the plane again in London. I know they've had a day off to get acclimated um, in London on Tuesday, but then like Wednesday, like um, coach Harbaugh, I know had a 45 minute meeting with the team and was like, look, like we are here. Like, it's cool that we're here and stuff like that, but we're here for business. We're here to work. So I know that the guys are certainly focused. I think, you know, having the health of these, a lot of these guys is is pretty important because that's been one of their Achilles heels this season. The offensive line, this is the first time I think since week one that they'll all, all five starters are healthy Terrific. and playing together. Yeah, so, so that's great. That's great for Baltimore. Um, and, you know, having OBJ, Zay Flowers, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Williams, all those guys healthy and in full practice mode today, I think was very, I think, inspiring for the Ravens lock. Yeah. Well, what else should be inspiring for uh, you guys, Melissa, is that the Titans uh, historically pay, play horribly in London. So, uh, or not really horribly. The Ravens, the Ravens haven't exactly had a, a great time the last time they were in London, in London either. So um, I don't no. know what happens overseas, apparently, for a lot of these teams, but apparently some of them, not, not the greatest, not the greatest luck. Yeah. Well, Jarrett can attest to this. The best, uh, the best pill for an upset stomach as a fan of any opposing team is facing the Titans the following week after a tough oh loss. So um, obviously as we wish it's not the case, but you know, history has a habit of repeating itself and needless to say right now, we are not in the happiest of um, morales. Purgatory. So, I yeah, was going to say, you guys are so down. Oh my gosh. Uh, you have no idea the, the, the misery that we're going to, we're about yeah. to feel right now because it, you're in the same predicament as us. We lost to a division opponent. You know, we got smacked. You guys didn't, I mean, you guys lost by heartbreak, but um. Our season just looks like it, it's been a roller coaster, uh, you know, of emotions. You know, win loss, win loss, win loss. We still can't con show consistency on offense with Ryan Tannehill at the quarterback. The, the whole fan base is fighting. They want Malik or they want uh, Levis. We're sticking with Tannehill. We have no idea as a fan base what's going on. Um, you hear Jeffrey Simmons calling out Christian Fulton. Uh, you know, it's it's just a mess right now. So that's why going into this London week, we don't know as fans what we're going to get. I think we're going to get a motivated team. You know, against uh, the Ravens, like I said, we always keep it tight. We you guys but who knows we're struggling on offense in the red zone we can't get the ball in the end zone DeAndre Hopkins is running free catching balls five almost 500 yards no touchdowns it's just it's a, it's a mess right now in Tennessee so I don't know well um maybe I is this gonna be the battle of two like miss, misfits? misfits no I honestly I no, honestly, I honestly think you guys yeah you are yeah, not misfits I mean, I in this game at all they are no, definitely no. They any are any definitely any not. team quarterback by Lamar Jackson could not be called misfits. He's the real deal. Absolutely not. Uh, I I campaigned for every nickel I could gather to get him on the team, which was zero, obviously. So, um, <laughs> but uh, listen, listen, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your night to join us. Uh, I know you had a bit of a crazy day today, so I appreciate you Thank sticking you. with it and and getting to us so we can have a nice uh, pregame show. And uh, before we let you go, let us know where we can find your work. Uh, sure, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Melissa Y. Kim. You can find my stuff there, and and yeah. 
Awesome. Thank Melissa, again, no thanks problem. so Thank much, very much for joining us and maybe down the road. Uh, we tend to always seem to find each other in the winter yes, months. Yes, we do. Uh, and uh, it's great for the game of football. So if we meet again, we'd love to have you on and uh, of course. dice it up again. Of course. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. No problem. Take care. Absolutely. Have a, good night. Have a great night. All right. That was Melissa Kim uh, joining us on this matchup against the Ravens. Uh, you know, the, the, the temperature of the room, Jared, as I'm sure you can imagine, is uh, not so hot. Um, you know, it uh, doesn't seem like we have a lot to gain. It looks like we got everything to lose now. Um, but you know, it, 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 it's still a season as fans. We still want to see our team do its best to try to get to postseason football. And, uh, you know, as you, as you allude to every week, this team is nothing but a roller coaster and we just got to pray that the, the, you know, the rails are on their way up and they don't continue to go down. My God, man, I'm telling you, it's just, it just feels like it this week that the Titans are going to try to pull it off. But I don't know if they are. It's just it's it's the get it's so the get me right game for the Ravens right now for me. I, I, I mean it, it's sad to say as a Titans fan just because of just how I saw Jeffrey Simmons. That's why I really wanted Jim White or or, or Kayla Anderson on this week. I know they were, you know, traveling with the team and and they were very busy. So we're gonna try to get them on for the bye week uh, possibly just to get the feel of the locker room. Because that's what I really want to know. The feel of the locker room. Is it halfway lost? Are guys still motivated? I don't know. But after what Jeffrey Simmons said uh, in Jim White's video after the game last week, it, it's very hard telling to say, hey, I'm sick of these, you know, my bad guys. You know, that that doesn't say too much, you know, for a defense, especially going against Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews and Zay Flowers. The list goes on and on. Odell Beckham, you know, it, it, it's just – it's a recipe for disaster in my opinion right now. But I hope I'm wrong. We always say this, me and you. You know, Vinny likes to pick uh, us to win. We like to pick us to lose sometimes and, you know, try to be real. You yeah. know, this, this just does not feel – good this game no i mean i don't know i think we desperately need the buy right now to get our minds right head right to see what the hell's going on uh, in the offense to get home you know and and be home for two weeks you know it's just and and try to get this shit moving forward and and north so here's the thing right i'm gonna look at this week for me as kind of a win-win even though subconsciously i'll admit it subconsciously I'm going to want them to lose because if they lose, like I mentioned on our last show, I personally think, which I could also be wrong because this team is very stubborn, but I personally think if they lose Sunday, the quarterback change will take place after this bye week because at that point in time, even though this division, even at two and four is going to be very realistically winnable, you got to look at this long term now. Like, is this team really contending for a Super Bowl this year? Us as fans obviously know it, they're not. And you got to know that the front office is going to obviously think to themselves, probably not. And they're going to have to make a hard decision. They're going to have to look in the mirror and say, listen, we have an opportunity to see what these two guys have that we drafted fairly high. And if they are the answer, they'll get a nice appetizer before their main course, which will begin next next year. You know, and that's only going to happen if they lose. If they win, we're going to have a bye week, and then, you know, we're going to face the Falcons at home with the rest and the New Jerseys and this, that, and, and they might win that one. And ultimately, and you, you have know, a short week against Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. Like, we know 
Tannehill's best case, unfortunately, and I think you'll agree with me here, Jarrett, our, our best version with him for this season is going to be, you know, nine and seven, maybe by the graces of God, we win 10 games, but we know what the end of the story is going to be. We sneak in if we do right now, looks like we're not going to, we're not going anywhere, you know, we're not. So, I mean, you know, what, what do you root for as a real true fan of this team who wants nothing more than to witness this team win a, a Lombardi trophy? Honestly speaking, you should want them to lose. But here's the bigger question. I'm going to pass it to you. Do they actually do it if they lose on Sunday morning? They have no choice but to do it. But, like do, they, said, I, but do they do it? They have no choice. They have to. Be, just, just like I said in the last podcast, if you, you have four losses, you need to lose two more games. If that, six losses, you have the, the Bills, the Chiefs, um, the, the Dolphins, all these teams might not lose six games. You, I mean, Division Two, and, and, and you got the Jaguars might not lose six games because they can get hot like this too. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. You, you can't lose six games and think you're going to win. So we're, we're, we, if we lose this game, we have four. There's no choice, like I said, to almost throw in the towel just to see what we have for the future. Because if we don't, like those two aren't it, what do we do then? I mean, Jared, you know damn well. I'm not to tell you. Maybe it's up to your mind, but there is no, there is no shot on God's green earth this team gets a wild card spot. That's what I'm saying. I that's mean, what I'm saying. It's either a division or not. You're division not. or nothing. So, um, you know, that's their only shot. It's a thank God the Texans lost last week because that would have put another wrench in this whole thing. Even though we already know now that the Texans aren't as big of a joke as everyone assumed they were going to be going into the year, but. Um, Minshew with the Colts, that you, throws well, a wrench in everything. That's, exactly. You have to worry about that right now because if he's playing well deep into those eight weeks that he could be missing or six weeks, Richardson, they're leaving him in. Oh, Jared. I, I, they're, I, le- they're leaving him in. I'm going to go on record here, and obviously some people think my opinion means literally nothing, but I don't think there's any scenario where Gardner Minshew does, loses his job this, this year because they are going to play better. He is a much more savvy pocket passer at the moment. He's been in the league how many years now? This is, what, his sixth year? I've already said, and you can obviously attest to it, for multiple years he's one of, if not the most underrated quarterback in the league. I always allude to his stats in Jacksonville. Excellent stats, just surrounded by a horrible team. And every time he plays since he's left, his team is, is does well. Um He's going he's gonna to have the Colts now very much in the mix for this division. Very, very much. And the Texans are a wild card who, by the way, currently have the same record as us. So, again, this is just another additional piece to this topic that this season could very well be a crapshoot already. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You're saying they have no choice, but this team's done crazier shit before where they try to feed us this bullshit story where – we're still competitive. We still believe in the ultimate goal of winning a championship this year. Mike Vrabel said much more delusional stuff than that. So if they don't do it, I think there's going to be anarchy in amongst this fan base, and I'll be part of it because it, it would be a nightmare to continue to put Tannehill out there at two and two and four. Just absolute nightmare. Yeah. But before we get into the game picks and then uh, our parlays um, of the week, I just want to touch on something real quick because, like I said, we always get trashed on, whether it be me and you, you, me alone, whatever it is on Twitter. It's um, today, I think Tim Kelly was on the podium saying, I have to do better as an offensive coordinator. You know, it is my job to get us in the end zone, it is my job 
to, to get DeAndre Hopkins more involved in the red zone. But when we've been saying, you know, everyone's bashing us on Twitter saying, you have no idea, it's the execution, it's all this and all that. Here, here it is that the offensive coordinator came on the podium and said what we've been saying on this podcast this whole time, that it's his job to get the players, you know, scheme to them. Yeah. Obviously, he he's man enough to say, hey, I'm screwing up right now. I'm not getting the guys in the end zone. So, I mean, why, why does it take us to say it? And then we get bashed, and then all of a sudden it, it, you hear crickets now. Yeah, listen, you know, from, we know damn well. People. We know damn well there's people amongst our fan base that we interact with on a daily – well, unwillingly interact with on a regular we, we basis. We know what we're talking about. You know, that just come on and, and you know, have such miserable lives that their only happiness in life is, is trying to make others look stupid with their own opinion, like – everyone's biggest knock on me is that I'm always complaining. Okay. Well, here's the thing, folks, if you haven't noticed, the team's lost 10 of the last 12 games. So any fan that's not complaining right now, I would question whether or not they're actually a fan, because if you're a fan of something, you want someone to succeed and they're not succeeding. So that's number one. Number two, um, you know, I don't use my platform ever to just out of the blue, put somebody down about what their beliefs are about this team. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Some people on this application we call X, Twitter, whatever they want to want to call it, are pieces of shit, you know. And I've been my fuse has been much shorter than it than it was, even though it's never really been short because I don't really have any patience for people like that, and they just want to use other people's opinions, you know, to to get notoriety for themselves for being giant pieces of shit. So I'm going to call those people out as often as I can, as I know you will, Jarrett. But let's get right into our predictions. Uh, we don't have any graphics, but we'll we'll do our picks and then uh, our game prediction for the Ravens. Jarrett, you start us off at your three. You want to go with our parlays? Yeah, yeah. Let's do. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah we'll let's parlays. do our three. Do your three picks, and uh, I'll do mine, and then we'll we'll do predictions. Speaking of Gardner Minshew, I am all over the Minshew mania, and I love the Colts this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. I am taking the Colts plus four. Take it. Win or lose, they're, they're going to win this game outright, I believe, uh, and shock the ja- Jacksonville Jaguars. My next one uh, uh, is going to be the Atlanta Falcons, minus two and a half at home. I know I called Desmond Ritter out um, last podcast for saying he was dog water, but he's against the Carolina. No, no he's not against Carolina. Um, the, the, uh, the Dolphins are against Carolina. But either way, it doesn't matter. I'm taking the Falcons, minus two and a half, because Ritter is 5-0 and oh at home, and he has never lost since high school. At home, I don't know if you know wow. that. So that's why I'm taking I'm taking the uh, Falcons there. And my lock of the week is going to be the Miami Dolphins minus thirteen and a half. Guys, take the points. Um, Mike McDaniel's has that team flying right now. They're home, and I think they're against the Carolina Panthers. Um, so I think they're just going to blow them out of the water. Mm, okay. Well, you know my rule, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I believe it was last week. Anytime it's over 13 and a half, I just have no choice. I have to take them. So one of my three picks picks this week is going to be the Giants getting 14 and a half Sunday night. Uh, obviously, the season's over, but they're just so embarrassed right now. I can't imagine they don't put up at least a fight in Buffalo, uh, considering you know this is basically their season right here. Uh, my second pick of the week, what are you laughing at? What do you like? Well, you don't think they're gonna put up a fight? I know the your Giants. wife. I know your wife thinks they're gonna put up a fight. Oh my god! I wish All you right. were here when you watch a game with her. Uh, you know, well, we'll catch our ticket and, and laugh in your face when they when they went lose by three. But uh, after that, I'm gonna go San Francisco minus nine and a half. Cleveland is a fraud. I thought they were the real deal, but they're not. 
Deshaun fine. Watson's hurt too. And he's hurt. That's right. I like the kid they got, but he ain't ready for this defense. San Francisco's hands down the best team in the NFL by a landslide. I think they can. I think they can win this game by twenty-four plus. Um, and then my lock of the week is the Tennessee Titans in London plus four. I don't think they're going to win, but the bottom line is this, folks. This is it. This is it for Ryan Tannehill. This is it. Not for Mike Vrabel, but folks, we go into a bye week losing 11 of thir- of 12. Was that it? Would that be it or no? What is it? It would be 10 of 12, so it would be 11 of 13. 13. Guys, we got to start talking. So th- this game is, to say immense, immense or, or huge is an understatement. They can't – if they lose this game, it's going to have to be at the very end by three points or less. So I can't believe I'm saying it, but I'm mixing it up. Lock of the week, Titans plus four, top of the Marion too. I don't know. That's I, not even that's that's Irish, but whatever. Get, but I, I mean, I can't fault you at that because I was going to have the Titans in there too. It was either the Titans or the Falcons. I just wanted to stay away from it just because of the simple fact of I don't want to mush them. So if I pick them to lose, and just like I did against the Bengals, like we did at the Bengals, hopefully it's it's a reverse jinx. Listen, I can't – when I pick them to lose, they still lose sometimes. I picked them to win, they've lost. I pick them to lose, they win. So at this point, this team can't even be a mush to me. That's how fucking disappointing they are. So it doesn't matter at this point. I'm picking them to cover, and we'll see what happens. But um, score predictions, Jarrett. Uh-oh. Salvatore, I'm going to set the scene for you, but I want set you to go scene. first. So I'm going to I'm going to set the scene for you. Okay. 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 I'm going to be going off screen for this, or no? I'm going to go. I'm going to go off screen for this. So, so okay. You can I'll do my I'll do my predictions. Yeah, you can start elaborating on everything. Um. So here's the deal, folks. Since I it doesn't matter whether. <laughs> oh my God! Since it doesn't matter whether what I say. Setting the scene, they, baby. They don't. They don't finish. When I say they're going to win, they don't finish when I say they're going to lose. I'm going to pick them to win this game just because they always surprise us at the last minute when all we think all else has failed. So my final score for this game is going to be 24 to 20. And uh, knock on wood, they can score more than one touchdown. Well, I'm dressed up as the uh, London guard. Had to, had to set the scene a little on uh, Amazon Prime. Had to take advantage of the Prime deal. So, uh, like I said, I gotta bring I gotta bring the laughter to this podcast. So I, I'm gonna be the London guard and act like the uh, the Ravens. I think the Ravens are just gonna just throttle us this week. To be honest with you, um, they got a great defense. Our red zone offense sucks right now. I mean, people can call me out all they want at it, but uh, if I had a score prediction on this, I think the Ravens are gonna win 23 to 16 because this offense doesn't give me any hope right now. So hopefully I'm wrong. And uh, what was that score again? 23-16 Ravens. 23-16. So another performance with next to no scoring. Another busy day for Nick Folk. We've been, averaging 16, we've been averaging 16 points uh, the last, what, what did I say the other day? 15 games. So I, until until they start consistently scoring more than 20 points, I got to stick with the 16. You know, I was thinking about this to myself. I don't know if it was this morning or last night. Thank God Nick Folk is the best kicker in the NFL. You, I mean, he's probably saved a couple people their jobs because right? he's equating for all of their points right now. Literally. Really. I mean, I'd like to know their total points and what the percentage of Nick Folk's scoring is. If if we still had kicking woes, this team would score nine, would average nine points a fucking game. 
So, yep. I mean, really, this is it, Jared. I know you agree. This is it for everyone. We come out flat. We don't have a performance that's noteworthy from opening whistle to final whistle. I'm done. And I'm already done, but I'll be really fucking done. And no one will be able to tolerate me on Twitter. I want Rabel's job, Tannehill's job. I'm going to want answer, answers from Carthon. This is pathetic, okay? We want we we aren't the fucking lions of two years ago, okay? This is a team that's a perennial playoff team. The the rebuild shouldn't have been this big of a drop off where we go from being the number one seed to losing basically an entire regular season of football. Yeah. So this is it. It's now or never. Make a stance. This Sunday morning is the beginning of the rest of our season, or heads should roll. Right. I, mean, I I literally I literally hope so that they come out and they just shock the shit out of the world and and they and they score the thirty that Vinny was saying that we haven't scored in fifteen games since January sixth of twenty twenty two or whatever you know yeah. I, I, that would that would mean so much to us as a fan base because it would unite all of us and like I said Vrabel has a good track record against Lamar Jackson so I mean I don't know I, I really don't know the, 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 that thing, that's, the thing that scares me. The thing that scares me is them throwing the football against our secondary right now. But Odell Beckham, knock on wood. I mean, I don't have wood by me, but knock on wood has not been the Odell Beckham as, as of late, oh, right? God. But here, this is this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. But every time oh, something God. like this comes up, they always have a bounce back game against the Titans. Can they capitalize on that and actually play a sound defense? Sammy, I need you to do me a favor. If OBJ scores a touchdown, you could put this clip right before it. So if it happens, you could play that clip now. And if it doesn't, then that's fine. But the bottom line is I'll be placing a bet a bid on any time touchdown now. Because Hold Jared, on. you're a fan of this team. You know that anytime anybody's struggling before they play this fucking team, they turn their Madden rating to a 99. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully I'm wrong, but it'll at least it'll make for what? It'll make for good content if he, if he goes off, right? Uh, but uh, listen, guys, thanks for joining us again. As always, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. We're almost at 1,000. If you're watching this and you're not subscribe us, subscribing, help us get to that 1,000 mark uh, so we continue to keep doing this each and every week. So I hope everyone has a great night, great day, great rest of your week, and we'll see you across the river. Sammy, tighten up and send me out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Talking Titans on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.